Welcome to Growing Your Team, a podcast designed for small business owners seeking to grow their company with the help of employees and contractors. Your time is limited, which means growing and leveraging teams is essential for business success. The Growing Your Team podcast is the place to learn tips and techniques designed to help you know when it's the right time to hire, how to select perfect fit team members, and how to maximize productivity while creating a positive work environment. Drawing from her 10 plus years of leadership and hiring experience, here is your host, Jamie Van Kike. Hello, Jamie Van Kike here, and welcome back to the Growing Your Team podcast. Today, I am sharing with you a conversation I had with Brianna Gunn. Brianna is an international messaging and funnel specialist working with business owners and solopreneurs to create messaging that inspires loyalty, momentum, and action that leverages trust, authenticity, and profitability. In this conversation, Brianna shared with me her experience with Teams. This includes her experience of growing her own team and how she learned the importance of having a team because she almost lost her business from not having one, and also how she helps her clients build the teams that they need so after she works with them on their marketing techniques and funnels, they have the right people on their team to continue executing those strategies with success so the businesses can continue to grow and excel after their contracts with her end. So let's jump into the conversation. Hi, Brianna. Thank you so much for coming on the Growing Your Team podcast. Hey, Jamie. Thank you for having me. Let's get started with you telling everyone about yourself and your business. Great. I am a marketing messaging strategist and ghostwriter. I help small businesses and entrepreneurs create content and funnels that their clients resonate with to increase conversation, grow your sales, and build a community. One of the reasons I wanted to have you on the podcast is you actually have uh, a lot of experience when it comes to team members, both from being a team member, growing a team, firing a team, (laughs) to uh, hiring someone to pretty much replace you, as you said. Uh, So tell us, like, what have been some of your biggest moments about anything related to teams? You know, it's funny. I've been a solopreneur for almost a decade and um, I was like, I got this. I don't need a team. I don't need to do this. And then we had a family issue where I basically had to step away and I lost my business. Everything collapsed around me. I didn't have anyone to back back me up. I didn't have anyone to keep things running. And I realized, um, that's a bad place to be. So I started to implement some of the things that I had learned when I was in corporate and working with small small businesses as an employee to help them hire, to help them train their interns, to help them, you know, do all of the, all of the things that we need to do when we bring on a new team member so I could grow my team. And I started small with, you know, virtual assistant, someone who could kind of help me with the inbox and the calendar, help me keep things in, in order and have expanded team over time. I have a, now I have a junior copywriter. I have, you know, tech people. And it's interesting. There are in the world that I live in with my business, you know, there's, there's the, the full agency model, right? You come in, you bring your whole team with you, you do the thing and you leave. Um, or there's me, um, and I'm fairly unique, I think, where I would rather help my clients and my customers and my consumers hire their own teams because what I do has a finite end. And the last thing you want to do as a business owner is bring in a killer team of people, help like build something amazing and then be like, and figure it out. Bye. Um, and so it's really (laughs) shifted my perspective on team and, the necessity for having internal contacts of your own that you're not reliant on someone else for and building a network of really strong subcontractors, contractors, other business owners where, you know, you can easily fill gaps. Um, it's, it's really allowed me to scale my business. And so I think 
um, I was able to take the best parts of the corporate atmosphere and the hiring process and convert them over to work for my style of business and my customers and consumers and clients who, you know, they need a graphic designer. They don't want to deal with finding one on their own because the ones that they found are either really expensive or non-responsive. You know, they haven't had the best um, experience. And I'm able to come in and say, okay, well, I can help you find this person um, and, you know, help them start up the hiring process and kind of push the process along so that they can find the right people for them, for them and then, you know, train them and then I leave. It's great. Right. <laughs> Yeah, no, that is amazing because, you know, that's part of the reason I do what I do is because people were, were having a hard time navigating the hiring process. And I was hearing over and over again, like how many times people failed with hiring mm -hmm. and then just wanting to give up and being like, well, I'm just going to be that solopreneur forever. And like having to have those like tough conversations of, like, you know, it's kind of something like you experienced is mm -hmm. if it's just you and you forever, you technically have a job, not a business. Your yep. job, like you are in control, you have flexibility, but what happens when something happens to you? What happens mm -hmm. when you can't work? What happens when you don't want to work because you want to go on like a three-week vacation? Like, you know, yeah. you have this, all the responsibilities of being a business owner, but you don't have any of the perks that go along with it when you don't have right. a team. Oh yeah. I didn't take a vacation for eight years. I mean, I took vacations. I totally, like I got in a plane and went to like Disney World and um i worked every evening i we got back from the parks and i sat down on a computer and i worked and it, it really made me made me take a good hard look at you know what i had committed to and where additional support would make sense and there there are some things i think the hardest thing for entrepreneurs is we oftentimes feel like we don't want to be corporate you know, we came from that world. We've been there. We left for a reason. And I think, I think a lot of people avoid hiring, not only because like you said, a, a really bad experience, cause I've had those I, and, and, you know, firing a contractor or, um, VA or anyone that you've brought on and tried to make work, you know, it, it, it's not comfortable for a lot of people. Um, but then you also have that piece of corporate, you know, I left corporate, I'm never going to be like that. And you think about hiring and, and that correlation you have between the corporate experience that made you want to leave. And I think we have a hard time really um, reconciling that the two are very different, that you get to choose the type right. of boss you are, you get to choose how you handle your staff, you get to, you know, give them the freedom. Like, I don't have employees, I have contractors, they make their own hours. Do we talk about it? Absolutely. My, my, um, my junior copywriter, I love her so much and she's amazing. And I really could not have scaled the way I've scaled this year without her. Um, but you know, she messaged me and she's like, Hey, you know, I really want to take on another client. Could I do your copy Mondays and Wednesdays? And, you know, I looked at, I'm like, I don't see a problem with that. I think that's totally fine. Um, you know, but she has the freedom to make those determinations and obviously I'd like to be in the loop. Um, right. you know, but she took a trip to Florida and didn't have to ask me permission because I'm not her boss. Yep. You know, and, and th there's a real difference between putting on your boss hat and putting on like a mentor hat or a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like a collaborative, collaborative relationship style of communication the people that we bring on our teams feel like they have a valid opinion, like they can talk to us, like they can give us feedback um, without feeling that there's going to be repercussions for that. Does that make sense? Yes. No, it totally does. Yeah. So one thing I wanted to dig in a little bit more about what you said a little bit earlier. So obviously you came from corporate. Mm -hmm. I came from corporate. Running a small business is completely different and hiring within a small business is completely different. And I know when I first started my business, like I had all this hiring and leadership experience from the corporate world. But before I even went out and started consulting for clients, I spoke a lot with small businesses because I was like, I need to really learn how things operate in a small business versus in a corporate structure where you have an HR team, where you have a whole slew of managers that are ready to give you advice and give you opinions. So what, 
in your opinion, are some of the, the main differences when it comes to hiring and leading a team in a small business versus a big business? And I know we already talked about like you get the opportunity to choose to be like the style of boss you want to be. Mm-hmm. But there's just some differences in everything that that allow for that and make things different. So what do you yeah, have to Yeah, I think, I think the biggest thing I've noticed both in my own business and, um, you know, with my clients, um, there's a, there's a strong lack of onboarding. Um, you know, we all, if you've ever been hired by corporate, you know, I worked at Starbucks, I worked for Verizon Wireless, I worked, um, in a lot of different corporate environments and, and there's a very, you get your onboarding packet, you get your, um, you get your training, you have, you know, you're in training for however long, you know, with Starbucks, it was like a six week program to learn how to do all of the different things that we needed to do, learn what SKUs were and all of that. Um, with a, you know, solopreneur or small team, sometimes they'll have stuff in place where they can show you, but a lot of times we hire reactively versus instinctively, whereas in corporate, they hire, they're very strategic in their hiring. They're like, we know that based on our numbers from last year, we're going to increase sales X number of percentage points in, in December. So we need to hire on December crew. And as entrepreneurs, it's like, we get to the point of overwhelm where we hit a wall and we're like, I have to have help. And we don't have the leeway that corporate allows to find that help. And I think that's a lot of the reason that we end up having those hiring like moments where we're like, Oh man, that was a mistake or this is not what I wanted. Or, you know, we pay more than what we're actually budgeted for because we're just desperate. And so I think that the largest um, division between the two that I have seen both like for myself and for my clients is just that we don't approach things as systematically as corporate might probably because we're all so anti-corporate at some point. Right. Um, and then by the time we've realized that, okay, we actually do have to step into the CEO role and hire, we've either forgotten or we still have pushback about like, I really don't want to document this. I really don't want to take time to write down all the steps, you know? Um, and one of the ways I get around that and I have my clients get around that is, you know, as you hire, have your new team members create their own standard operating procedures have them document, you know, as you make Loom videos for training, as you um, show them how to use your CRM, or as you, you know, square up your design team, record those meetings, get that on, get that documented. So the next time you hire, because you're scaling like crazy and you're growing and you need support, it's a much smoother process to onboard. And then, you know, taking the people that have been with you for years and allowing them to train your new acquisitions. It's smart business. Yes, it's a page out of corporate's books, um, but it's also, you know, you get to, like, like I mentioned before, you, you get to do it in your own style. Um, you know, like I don't, ex- I, I, one, of the, one of the core tenets with my business is I don't work weekends, I don't work after five, and I take specific weeks every year off. Like I don't work the week before. I don't work the week of Fourth of July, Christmas, all of those. Um, and I don't expect my team members to either. Right. You know that that kind of stuff where you know we really don't. I think I think it's more we we don't think about how similar we are to a corporate environment until we sit down and look at it through a magnifying glass, and then we're like, oh, all that stuff I said I would never do. I'm having to do it. This is fun. Right. <laughs> yeah. So when it comes to like creating all those training documents and everything, it's one of those things that I a lot of times tell my clients, don't go through and create pages and pages of training. Because so many people will think because they're in corporate and they got this training manual, they can just give someone this training manual and be like, here's your job, go do it. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You actually have to train the person like you have to talk to the person. And a lot of times you have to show the person. And I tell them a lot of times for the first hire, you don't have all your processes really figured out yet. And you might think you do, but because it's just been you and your mind and you're learning as you go and you've been adding things here and there as your business grows and things change, you don't really have the best processes in place. So sometimes you need to go through just that, that verbal training, showing them what to do, And then from there, like you said, you can have that new person 
really start documenting and defining your processes and cleaning things up. One of my clients I'm working with right now, when she's bringing on her one of her first team members, that's one of the responsibilities of that team member that was clear from the job posting that we put together was this person will be in charge of really redefining all the processes that they're following within their business. Because understanding that they don't have everything figured out perfectly yet. Right. Well, and I, I think that one of the biggest challenges I found in that corporate environment that here's your training manual. You're going to go to classes for six weeks. You're going to watch this video. You need to watch the, the all of the sensitivity training, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to watch customer interactions. You need to have practice sales calls, whatever you're doing. They completely crush the intuitive ingenious piece out of everyone. And I, I think that we as entrepreneurial business owners have the ability to draw on the genius of the people that we hire. My dad, who has been an entrepreneur my entire life, like he's always owned his own business. He always told me to hire people smarter than myself because you never know what you're missing. And I think you're, you're dead on about like, don't think you have everything figured out in in addition to, you know, someone who may have a better idea or have a better path people learn differently. You know, you know, this. there's, we have different learning styles. There are people who are tactile learners. There are people who are auditory learners. There are people who are visual learners. And if we give them a bunch of written text, we don't have the opportunity to allow people to really absorb what they need to absorb in the way they need to absorb it. So that's when I, in my experience, we run into, we run into mistakes happening. We run into miscommunications, Um, I had a gal that I hired to help me with email and, um, I was the the client that I was working with was very like only wanted written documentation. She was very strict about how she wanted it done and, um, wasn't really willing to wiggle on that at all. Like it all had to be written down and videos weren't a thing, um, that she wanted to be part of it. I don't know. I really, to this day, don't understand why, but you know, when you are hired on to help with processes, that's just what you do. Um, and she, the, the gal we hired was really great. She came from an agency, which is fine. Um, but she had, she never really got it. There was always like the inbox wasn't cleared properly, or I would have to go dig for emails from paying customers. There was a lot of issues that, that, you know, when we mentioned, Hey, I corrected that corrective conversation here. This was done incorrectly. I, I, I see what you were trying to do and I appreciate the effort. Please going forward, follow page seven in the, in the index. She just wasn't getting it. And it ended up, you know, we kept her on for six weeks and ended up having to fire her because she, she did not have the tools she needed. And maybe she would never would have been a good fit, but because it was so linear, there was never any opportunity for us to see if another form of communication was a better fit for her. Right. Um, You know, and I think that's really important. No, it definitely is. So I want to go back and talk about how you are helping your clients hire. Cause I love that, that you are identifying that to build this relationship with them, do the work for them and then being like, okay, we're done. Now you're on your own doesn't necessarily work because these people they're hiring you because they're lacking that expertise. So, and it's, and it's interesting because like as a business model, you, you could either help them hire or you could figure out some way to keep them on your business forever because they knew, you know, they need it. So I find it, so I do like that you're helping them get the long-term support that they need, but let's talk about helping your clients hire. Cause I'm pretty sure there's been some challenges in there of either. (laughs) Yes how they've, what, like helping them uncover what they want and what they need. Yeah. The, um, it's interesting because I, my business originally was designed when I set it up, I wanted, you know, five long-term forever clients where I could be the agency that supports them. And I realized I got really bored really fast. Um, I like to be, I like to solve problems. That's why I work on funnels and content and copy because I like the psychological aspect of that. And so I figured out very, very quickly that me running an agency was not the best move. And so I went for a few years where I literally just said, I don't do social media. 
I, I, I didn't even have someone I could refer them to. I was like, I just don't do that. And I left them to their own devices. And what ended up happening was they'd hire me on and then never implement anything I produced for them or created for them because they didn't know how. And so in the last two years, I shifted to, you know, I know how to hire. Um, and I've, I've been working really hard to educate myself. And it's just knowing that, you know, we can, I can identify, okay, so I write, I, I write your copy. I design your funnel. I do this. We need someone to run tech. We need someone who can design if you don't have a graphic designer. If you don't have a general VA who can help you with installation or a tech VA, we need that. Um, and kind of giving them the options like, listen, we can do this. I can set it up for you or we can hire someone so you have a backup. Um, and I try to encourage my clients to bring someone onto their team so they have that backup piece. Because what happens is, you know, I finish up my stuff, everything's done, fine beautiful. It's running. It's working well. And then in three months you want to change it, but you don't have time because you're busy because you're right. growing. You don't have the ab actual desire. I think we all run into this. We're like, I really should produce that course or I really should do this and later. And when you have, when you have names of contractors, when you have, you know, your sometimes VAs or whatever it is, it makes it much easier to make those decisions and actually move the ball forward in your business. Um, you know, I, I know for a lot of us, most of my, my um, entrepreneurs don't want to deal with hiring because it takes so much time. They would, they literally either want to hire someone who already has somebody. And most of us don't want to share our team, right? We we're like, we hold that close to our best. We're like, I really, I'm not, I don't want to lose this person. I don't want to lose my, my core team. Um, and so sharing them is really not an option for a lot of us. Um, and then the other piece is just, you know, you can't move the project forward if you get stopped because of something seemingly inconsequential. So if you know how to hire and you can come in and say, listen, I get that you don't already have a team. We can do this one of two ways. I can bring in my team and do it and we leave, but then you're stuck if you ever need it, need an update, you're going to have to hire us again, or I can help you find someone that's a good fit for your team. I protect my assets and help them find someone they can rely on. And it's, it's been really interesting and really fun to watch and see kind of who and what, and, and you know, who clicks with who. And, um, you know, and I don't, when, when I help you find people, I will help write like the job description, but your, you know, your VA needs to post it because at some point you have to take responsibility for the process because while outsourcing hiring is a thing, you know, this, right. Um, you know, you have to start talking to people and, and find the personality matches and see how you, you feel about, their style of work, their style of turnaround, you know, how they deliver their product, if they listen to directions, um, you know, so, so I, I, I tend to, um, you know, help them create their job descriptions, make sure I get their words right in a way that is going to attract people. Um, it's just attraction marketing to right. work with them. Right. And they get really excited. And then we start filtering through and I'll, I'll, I'll grade them and, you know, be like, this one's great. This one's not so great. This one's amazing. This one's not so amazing. Um, and it's funny because I've found even if I grade the people that apply for whatever position that we've posted, they don't always agree with me, which is totally cool because you are responsible for your business. So for me, help when I help with hiring, it's usually typically um, because we've identified a hole and we need to fill it soon. And they've always, like, they want to, this person, they just haven't found the time yet. And so while that's not the core of what I do, if, if I need, you know, I can't launch your program if we don't have a logo. Or, you know, I'd love to have some PDFs to display, but we don't have any. We really need this person. Or, you know, hey, you want to build on this brand new, never been heard of before platform that's supposedly the best thing since sliced bread. And I have, I have no desire to learn it you know, we need to bring in team members. So filling that, helping them to move through the hiring process while still requiring that they have eyeballs on and hands in a little bit um, has been really effective for my clients. And a lot of them have found team members that are still on their teams because they're like, I just love what you do and how you work. Um, so yeah.
Yeah. Yeah. I, so much of what you said definitely resonates with me. It is, it's interesting of like how many businesses I talk to where they want someone to just take over the entire recruitment and talent acquisition process. And they're just like, tell me when the new person is going to start. And I'm like, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> like, like I can lead a lot of it for you, but you need to be involved because you, you tell me that you need an assistant. Great. Well, what does an assistant mean to you? What do you want them to do? What's going to make you happy? Tell me about your business. Like, I don't have generic job postings that I'm going to post out there because you could be hiring for the exact same title, be in the exact same industry. And what I use to hire for someone else's business is not going to work for you. So it's like, yes, you need to be involved, even if I take the bulk of the work. And I am never going to offer a job to somebody that they don't do a final interview with and say, yes, this is someone I want on my team. Now, there have been times with some clients where they want somebody that's different than I think who is good, and I have to challenge them on it. And my thing is like, sometimes you got to be that devil's advocate to say, why are you hiring this person? And it's their job to either prove me wrong that this is a good person for their team or for me to help them understand that the person they want is not the best person. And it's gone both ways. Like sometimes like when they go and uncover, they are like, okay, we uncovered this. They bring up additional information that I wasn't aware of. And then it's like, okay, yep, you're making the right decision based on all that. This is the right person to go forward with. And then other times it's making them realize that they're pulling biases and other things into their hiring process that is leading them to someone who is not actually the best fit for their company. Yeah. And I, I find that a lot where people are like, oh, I have a great VA. She, um, she helps me. And I'm like, with what? Like, or, you know, they're like, they're like, they're a great graphic designer that they're calling them a VA. And I'm like, and say you have a graphic designer because if you have, you know, that's the, that's the other thing that just drives me nuts about the online space is, you know, you get some people who are like, I'm a VA and I do everything. And I'm like, that's not possible. Right. That's the, no, no, no. You may, yeah, no. you may think you do everything, but you, you, there is literally no one under the sun, including myself, who can do everything well. Yep. And, um, you know, helping kind of helping one, the business owner who's hiring see that, that I know they sound really, really great, but we all know how that ends. You know, it, if it looks too good to be true, it probably is. Um, right. and that's, that's not to say they may not be amazing at some things, but not all the things. Yeah. I always have to tell people in those situations is what happens as your business grows. So this person's doing this and they're doing this. And eventually one of those is going to take at least 90% of their time, if not more. So mm -hmm. are you okay with them dropping the ball on the other one? Yeah. And typically the answer is no. And I yeah. was like, well, that's why you need two people. Mm -hmm. You know, if both these really need to be done and they need to be done by someone not currently on your team and you need to hire for it, sometimes you need two people because the person's going to naturally go to their zone of genius, their expertise, and everything mm -hmm. else is going to be, the ball is going to drop because they don't have enough time to do everything. Right. Well, and I think a lot of times, you know, when we're smaller and we're hiring, you know, we budget, we're like, I can only afford one VA. And so we look for, we see these job ads. I know you see them too, where it's like, I need someone who can do graphic design and code and write. And, th and I'm like, those are, those are one, different parts of your brain and different areas of genius. And two, what happens when you need to scale? Because, or what happens when that person gets sick, wants to take a vacation? Like you are literally building your business to fail. Like you, everyone thinks, I've, I've had many arguments on everyone. I've had many conversations with business owners who were like, you know, I just, I, I only want one person. I'm like, why? Like, why not break it up into this is a five hour position. This is a two hour position. This is an as needed position. Like why, why does it have to be one person? I mean, should you have backups? Absolutely. I'm, I'm working with a client right now who were building her course on Kajabi and her team members and herself have never used Kajabi. Now they have some mad coding skills because she has a custom coded website where she sells her products. So they are really good at adding new products, removing products, adjusting prices and all they get that piece. Will they catch on to the job quickly? I think so. 
Um, but instead of designating one person to train, she wants to train what she wants to learn herself and have both um, the other two team members learn so that they have a backup and they can decide as a team who is going to run point on that particular piece of the project. Because otherwise you end up with, okay, well, I'm going to set it up and then I'm done and I'm out and then you're stuck right. and you don't know how to use it. And it's just, it, it's, it, it's always so interesting to me. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and I love that kind of like, okay, you need a backup. You like, you need to like, people need to know kind of what's going on. I know when I work with clients, like my biggest thing is like, yeah, I can go out and hire for you, but I also provide the education piece because you know, what happens when this, if, when this person leaves, because life happens, people can be 100% dedicated and then they need to move across the country and you're not allowing them to work remotely when it's an actual, when it's an employee or, you know, they decide they want to pivot and go to do something else. So you sometimes you're going to have to hire again. And if you're going to hire again for the same position, do you know, like, how do you, how do you go and do that? How do you hire? So a lot of that education of you got to know what's going on. The other thing that um, sometimes I tell people to do is like when they need all these like little experts, but they kind of fall under the same bubble is that's when I say, well, maybe you need to go form a long-term relationship with an agency versus like hiring an individual. So that way, you, you only have one contact, but within that business, there's all the people that are going to be helping you. So, right. but under, have, having them understand that sometimes when you form those relationships with the agency, they can be a little bit more expensive than forming like each of the relationships on your own, mm -hmm. but it could be a good alternative versus hiring that one person that's, you're going to want them to do everything. Right. Well, and I think the other, the other pieces you, you do, you know, for there, there, there are jobs and positions that you don't need all day, every day. Like, right. Like yeah. most of us don't need someone who can hard code a website every single day of the week. We need them when we choose to redo our site every three years or so, or every right. six months. We, do we need a graphic designer on call? Probably not. We could probably hire them on, you know, once for one week a month to produce all of the images or whatever it is that we need. Um, positions where you need someone who is more on call, social media management, copywriting, uh, managing your inbox, managing um, your calendar, um, an online business manager or project manager to run everything. Those are people that I always encourage my clients and my friends who are business owners to hire internally. Yet, can you find them to an agency? Absolutely. But these are things that are very close to your chest and very personal to you. And especially right. if you're a solo entrepreneur, like your brand is oftentimes you. And yep. so having con more control over that realm where you can um, negotiate and adjust is often smarter than say, than just handing it off. Because I think what I found is a lot of times people are like, oh, I found this great agency and I didn't even know that they were marketing and this and this and this. And I think what happens is they get sucked in through, you know, one small piece and then suddenly like someone else has taken over their business. I've talked to many people who are like, well, now I have a marketing person and they're spending three times, four times what they had planned on spending because they feel obligated to. Right. And it's just like, I don't understand how you allow that to happen one and not that agencies are bad they're not um but you know if you're you need to be very very clear about what they do and stick to your guns um and not fall into the trap of hiring you know i've talked to so many people who are like well i i hired someone to write my copy because so and so told me i should and i'm like well what was it yes. for and they're like i don't have anything yet but i've got like i paid thousands of dollars for i'm like why because you just hired right. me to fix it like, yep. we, you know, we, we get told to do things and they're, they're smarter than us or they've been in business longer than us. So we say yes, rather than, you know, the reason I, the only reason I ever step in and help, like in my little way with hiring is, you know, Hey, you really do need to know who this person is and have them on your team because you're going to need them for this project and you're going to need them for the next five projects or whatever. Um, yep you know, and, and it's more of a gut check for them versus a, oh, and by the way, we can also do all of these things for you. And then suddenly, um, you have this agency running your business, which is fine. But what happens when the agency fails or what, what I see a lot, and I don't know if you see this is 
when an agency gets so big that you get off, you're, you're a small fish in a big pond and you get offloaded to a new account manager and suddenly like all of your favorite people that were working on your projects are, have been moved to larger pieces. Like you don't have as much control as you think you do. Right. Um, that's not to say that's across the board. I just, it's one of those things that I, I'm always trying to be aware of so that we can be careful about the decisions we make in our business. Yeah. And you bring up so many good points there that I'm just like, oh, I love it. It's like, first <laughs> off, don't hire anybody if you haven't identified the need in your business to hire that person. Like I, I always, I hate the posts out in Facebook group where it's like, I think I'm getting a little overwhelmed. Who did you hire for your business first? And I'm just like, no, 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 no. You need to dive deep into your business and find out what your needs are. Or I see people that go in, it's like, oh, I needed a VA. This VA did really well for this business that I know. So they referred them. So I hired them like on the spot. And it's like, well, what's that VA going to do for your business? Like they might be great at what they do, but if it's not what you need, they're never going to be great in your business. Yeah. I, I see that a lot. Yeah. And then the other thing being like what you talked about, like the agency and then them taking businesses and directions that are not really what's best for the business, like for what the business owner wants is I find that mistake a lot with hiring because business owners think I hired someone. So now I can be hands off. And it's like, no, 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 you can never be hands off with what's going on in your business, whether it's someone internal to your business doing it or external. You have to be in charge of the decisions. Even if they're bringing everything to you and presenting it to you, you need to be involved in saying, yes, that's what I want. Yes, this matches like the direction that we're going in. No, this doesn't. Like, I just remember, and I think it was on the, um, oh gosh, now I'm totally blanking on the name of the podcast. Oh gosh. I'll include it in the show notes if I can remember it. But there was this one podcast I was listening to and the business owner was saying like, she grew this amazing team. She had this big team underneath her. But one thing she did, she had someone else managing the team. She wasn't doing it. And then it got to the point where she kind of referred them as her Titanic team because they were taking her business in another direction that she wasn't aware of because she wasn't making the effort to know what her team members were doing. Cause she's like, someone else is managing them. They got it. But the direction that person was managing them was not the right direction. And they actually sunk the business. So it's yeah. like, you can never, you can never fully remove yourself from what's going on in your team and the direction that they're taking you in. It, it drives me absolutely nuts. Like, like I, I, I get like my heart hurts for people and I get really like, I have to like, avoid certain people on social media because they're like, I, I, I don't work in my business anymore. And I'm like, huh. So I won't see you next year. That's cool. Um, cause it's, it's, it's almost like this, this, you know, we, in my world with launching and stuff, you see all people, you see everyone launching on the beach and having their laptop. I'm in the Caribbean. I just made a million dollars and blah, blah, blah. and I'm like, okay, one, let's stop lying about what we're actually doing on the beach because we are working our tails off and not in the surf right. Two, let's stop pretending like there is ever a moment when you are outside your business. Um, if you are Amazon, like Jeff Bezos is not directly involved anymore, right? He has people to run it for him, but he has a board who runs his business and he has input on that board and sway and can make choices. He's not completely removed himself. And so I think this fallacy of thinking that we'll, we, we've made it when we don't have to be hands in, it needs to stop because it forces right. us, it, 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 we, it skews the viewpoint that we have of the hiring process and how people that we are paying to help us maneuver our business forward are actually being like it just it doesn't make sense in a smaller business to to say I I don't you know I don't even show up at my salon anymore like I don't know a single salon whose salon owner doesn't do hair or nails or makeup or like that's just not how that's not how the world works and we have we right. developed this belief system that, that someday I'll be able to go on like four month long vacations and never open my laptop like no. <laughs> Yeah. That's and, how that works. And there's there's times where you can take those longer vacations. Mm -hmm. Like you said, you can never truly be completely out of pocket. And part of it is you set up that structure where they know when and 
where when to call you when to contact you you're still having those check-in points they know what they should be doing when you're gone and what they mm -hmm. shouldn't be doing that you can't go on a four-month vacation and then pivoting the business somewhere else because they feel like it you're not there like setting right. up those structures where you're still having those those moments of like check-in like i know of course going back to corporate some of the, the most um the most impactful the best team i was a part of the manager she was she was super busy on a lot of key projects so um she didn't have time to go to a lot of the meetings and everything that i was going to and she would tell me that's your responsibility you need to be there but you need to give me an update of what's going on we need to have our conversations we need to know like you can't be taking the team some other direction like we need to have those in those good conversations so i did my job she did her job but then at least a minimum on a weekly basis if not more i was giving her updates of okay here's what went on in this meeting here's the decisions that are being made is this okay do you approve it mm -hmm. and it really allowed us to do good things on our team i never felt like i was micromanaged or being controlled but she knew everything that was going on in our team but she didn't have to be there to physically know everything that was going on in the team. So it's like creating those teams and of what's needed to have those like good relationships. So you don't always physically have to be there, but you are aware of what's going on when you're not there. Yeah, like I, for example, I, I tend to, um, I try to take at least a week off every quarter um, mm -hmm. because sanity. Uh, my husband right. is a July, my husband's a July 4th baby. So every year I take the week of July 4th off. And with all of the weirdness happening this year, I was like, oh, I'll work till like Wednesday because it's on a Friday and then I'll get a five day weekend. And he was like, why? <laughs> like, why are you not taking? And I, and I had to really sit and have a gut check. And I looked at my team and they're like, yeah, you're, you're good. Like, we got you. No worries. But I, you know, it's, it's about setting it up and it's about having those conversations ahead of time. You know, I was, um, standing in line waiting to go into Magic Kingdom last year. And we had um, my website crashed. And you know, we had this list of like, if the world falls apart and any of these things happen, please call me. And so, you know, hubby was a little annoyed that I answered the phone, but I'm glad I did because they're like, hey, can we get approval to call in the tech guy to fix it? And I'm like, yes, absolutely, have him bill me. You know, but if what happened if I just checked out? completely checked out. Mm -hmm. Like then my website's down for a grant I was only on for 10 days, but what if I was gone for a month and right. they were like, we got, and they tried to figure it out and they ended up spending a lot. I mean, it was a $50 fix versus thinking that you needed to like bring in big guns and, and you know, these decisions that we make, there are some decisions that you just can't outsource. You can't choose. You shouldn't, I mean, you can, you can outsource anything. But there are some things you just shouldn't that you should have control over that you should have the final call on. Yep. Yeah, no, exactly. You always need to know where your business is going and be there to support your team when they need your support and build that team in a way where they they feel they know what they can make decisions on and when they need to bring you in and when they bring you in in situations like that when you're on vacation where they can say, here's the problem. Here's what we've already identified. Here's what we think are the possible fix. Do we have approval to move forward? Or what what additional information do you have that we're not aware of? So it's like, so that way it's not you having to get on a eight hours worth of calls to fix it for them. That you know, they came to you with like, here's the problem. Can we move forward with this solution? And bringing you in where you needed, but not leave, not throwing it all on your shoulders. And that's why you grow a team. So it's not your hands having to do everything even if you have to be a part of the decisions yeah and i i think that you know if we want to scale and grow in a way that's effective as business owners we need to have someone we can touch base with like you jamie and say listen um is this something that's feasible to outsource like have you seen this work in other businesses like i think that we've become so afraid to show and what we perceive to be an inadequacy um, and get feedback. You know, there's a reason that all of the CEOs of all the different companies talk to each other because they have these communication channels. And I think as entrepreneurs, we need to start being more transparent about our what we feel are our shortcomings yep. so that we can speak to the people who've overcome them or have knowledge. You know, like 
no one, no one knows everything and you're not expected to, but I think that we've built this wall around ourselves where we feel like if we don't have all the answers, we're wrong. Right. And, um, you know, and I think that if we can just step back and, and, you know, have touch points, have, you know, Hey Jamie, can I pay you for an hour of your time and pick your brain on this? Hey, would you be willing to meet me for a coffee? Um, you know, I, I can't tell you the number of times when I've had people who either my team has said, Hey, you need to talk to Brie. I don't do that. Or I've talked to someone and they said, Hey, reach out. And, you know, I'm not, I genuinely want to help if I can help you in, you know, 20, 30 minutes, why not ask the question? Right. Especially when it comes to hiring, because just asking who did you hire first or, or give, does, does anyone have a VA who needs extra hours? Like that is not going to get you the ball further down the path because if the VA you need needs to have an understanding of how to run a CRM and the VA you're referred to is a great graphic designer, you, you haven't gotten anywhere. Versus, right. you know, being more open and communicative and saying, this is who I need. This is who I'm looking for. Um, you know, can you make recommendations or referrals or talking to people and saying, listen, I'm thinking of hiring um, someone to handle this. Has anyone hired that position out? And if so, what was your experience? And then not using that as the end all decision maker, using that as an as information so that you can formulate your own choice. Yep. You move so much faster. <laughs> Yes, I completely agree. All right. So it looks like we're coming near the end of our time together. So um, tell us two things. So one, I know you have a checklist for everybody. So tell us a little bit about that checklist and also tell everybody how they can get in touch with you if they are interested in uh, learning more about your services and all the wonderful things you do. So I put together a checklist that I call the solopreneur to CEO checklist. It is literally the things you need to have in place in your business to get yourself out of working in your business every single day. Not saying you don't need to sometimes, but getting you to the point where you can start working on your business. You can start taking on additional clients and more projects. You can find it at briannagun.com forward slash solopreneur to CEO. Um, and if you'd like to connect with me, we can totally chat on all social platforms. I'm, the, I'm at the Brianna Gunn, or you can go to my website, briannagun.com. All right. Thank you so much. Yeah. And I'll have all those links in the show notes so everyone can find you. All right. So the last question that I like to ask everybody, we've all had leaders or managers that have really stood out to us. Think of the most impactful leader that you've had the opportunity to work with. And can you share with us one thing that made them stand out as that great leader to you? You know, I was thinking about this the other day and um, the person I'm thinking of was phenomenal because she really understood how to lead, not manage. Um, she hired a team of really, really whip smart women and we would have weekly calls, which I'm a huge proponent of. And she would let us share our ideas. So she'd be like, okay, this is the problem we want to solve. Let's brainstorm it. Let's, she made, she made the team a true collaboration and she viewed all of us, everyone, we were all contractors. None of us were employees. And so she viewed us as equals. She wanted our actual opinions. She wanted to know what we thought, what was working for other clients, what was working in past situations. And 90% of the time, we would run with the ideas of one of the team members, even if she was like, this is what I think we need to do. Does anybody have any other ideas or opinions? When you have someone leading a team or running a business who views it as a true team effort, things move so much faster and you end up with really loyal, like super loyal contractors and hires because they get to have their opinions heard and they're valued in a way that right. maybe they weren't in another space. Um, so that, right. that piece has always stuck with me. She was one of the very first um, women that I worked with when I went, when I moved my business from corporate to online and it was such a breath of fresh air for me to realize that my thoughts weren't useless, you know, because when you're in corporate, it's really hard to get things run up the ladder and have yourself heard. Um, but, you know, when, when we're in a space where we can facilitate change and conversation, we should do that. 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing and thank you for everything that you shared today on the podcast. No problem. Thanks for having me. And that wraps up this episode of the Growing Your Team podcast. When it comes to your business, are you feeling overwhelmed by work and ready to hire help? You're feeling stuck in the cycle of having enough work to be successful, but not enough time to serve all your clients and grow your business. You know you need help, but you're not sure what help is worth your investment. If this sounds like you, I invite you to download the three-part method for identifying who to hire. With this free download, you can find the right team member who will save you time and earn you more by getting the right work off your plate. This free download is available to you at growingyourteam.com slash who dash to dash hire. With this free download, you can ensure the right hire for your business. You can find the perfect team member who's going to positively impact your business and you can hire the person who's going to grow with your company and make your life easier. You can also confidently assign tasks. By following the three-part method to plan out your new hire's to-dos, you can be confident you are assigning the right tasks to move your business forward. And finally, you can save time now as you search for your new team member. Plus, gain time to keep growing your revenue and your profits because you have the right people on your team. So if you're ready to hire, but you're feeling unsure about who that right hire is, then I encourage you to go over and grab this free download so you can start figuring out your perfect new hire today. So head on over to growingyourteam.com slash who dash to dash hire and get your free copy of the workbook today. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Growing Your Team with your host, Jamie Van Kite. Be sure to subscribe and head on over to growingyourteam.com to connect, access the show notes, and discover more ways to hire and leverage your perfect fit team.